Hi, I'm Spicy Dicey. And I'm Chantal Renee. And, and we, we love, love sex and horror. These are topics we love to write about as published authors. I love all things spicy and dicey. And I'm a big fan of sex and the sinister. Thanks for joining us for some dark, twisted, sexy, uncensored fun as we discuss sex, sex and, and horror. Good evening, ladies. Hello, hello. Hi. My my intro is always like really jacked up, so I just thought I'd try it. But this time, since we're doing a video, that way I could see the ridiculous smile on my face. Um, so we have a special guest with us. And Alicia, I don't know if you know this, but you are our first guest in like two months because we took a we took a break. I, I needed some time to kind of recuperate. <clears throat> We've been reviewing a lot of movies and stuff like that. We took a break from recording, but we're just now getting back to having guests on. So you are our very first one. Thank you so much for coming with us and talking to us. This is Alicia Ying. She's an actress, a success coach. She reads Tara. She um, she's all about the mindset, mindfulness, and manifestation. I can't wait to talk to her about that. The reason this is so special is because this is Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Yes, and we are yes. celebrating that. As we say all the time, this is an inclusive podcast. We are all about the diversity, and we wanted to come on and have someone that represents that community to come on and talk to us about it. So thank you so much. So Chantel, this is Chantel's friend. Chantel, tell us how y'all know each other. How'd y'all meet? We were working at brothel together. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. She... <laughs> no, we met a, a few years back when I, uh, the one, the one time I was out of texas i was in the la for a year and that's where i met miss alicia but now she's no longer in la she has moved to atlanta correct uh i actually go back and forth so it really just depends on the acting and uh i always say you go where the money flows so uh oh, I, yeah. I kind of go back and forth um just depending on where the jobs lie very cool yeah. There's, and, there's yeah, a lot and of I met her. She in Atlanta right now, right? Yeah, Atlanta. Um, so my manager in LA was like, "Oh, I actually know an agent in Atlanta, and there's like more productions going there. So you know, why don't you just check it out and see?" So uh, she was getting me good stuff. I was putting it on tape, and I was like, "You know what? I'm just curious what would happen if I just went back home for a couple months just to see what happened." And then within the first, I. Honestly, like within the first two months, I booked like two print jobs with Coca-Cola, a commercial, and then I got like a guest star on like a Tyler Perry show. And so I was like, this is more vital yes. than I've made acting than like all my entire time yes. in Los Angeles. Like it was crazy. So, and it was funny because um, speaking of being Asian, uh, my mom went to like a Chinese fortune teller when I was a kid. And apparently he was like, oh, she's going to have the most success and luck and fortune with her career where she, in the city where she was born, which was Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And it's been fascinating because I've hustled in New York because I wanted to be on Broadway. And then I went, <laughs> went over to L.A. and I was doing the TV film thing. And it's funny, like coming to Atlanta has been really great for me. And it's been a lot easier for me to get work and being able to do what I love and, you know, get paid for it. It's just, I'm really grateful. So it's nice to go back. That's awesome. 
Awesome. Yeah. I love that. How to cook as well. She was in a, a cupcake baking contest when I first met her too. Remember that? Let's let let's let's be clear. So for all of the all of the all of my people who are like gonna watch this, um, I can cook, but I love to bake. And there's a really big difference. Um, not yes. that I, do, I mean, you know, obviously I'm Asian, so like I can follow instructions. I know how to do things, but <laughs> baking is my jam. So yeah, I when I met Chantel, I had um, an organic vegan cupcake company. And it was called mm. Theta Cakes, and it was raising your spirits one cupcake at a time. <laughs> That's what I had. So I had all these flavor <laughs> profiles and stuff. It was really fun. And they were nice, tasty. nice. Um, I, I noticed that you did Asian a minute ago in air quotes. Um, why? Why is that? Uh, and it it brings it makes me wonder. Like, uh, you know, do you feel that this? The, the Asian title is just encompassing way more than it should? Is it too broad? Is it, um, you know, like, kind of tell me a little bit about that. So, like, an also, in honor of AAPI Month, right, Asian American Pacific Islander Month, it, mm -hmm. it is, it's interesting growing up as a first-generation Asian American, and there's a really big difference between someone who has lived their whole life in Asia, like no matter what country, and then come like, you know, came here versus, um, you know, first generations or even now second and third generations who uh, look like me, American, mm -hmm. right? So, <laughs> and there's a clash of culture that happens. So sometimes there's it ends up becoming like these even little categories of groups where um, there's those where I felt like I didn't really fit in when I was growing up here in America because everyone looked different from me. I was the only Asian in my school from K through mm -hmm. 12. It was I was diversity. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. then three black kids and they were all on the basketball mm -hmm. team so that we could win championships. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's what it was like in the South. It's changed yeah. since then, right? But then I would go to, um, so my mother is from Hong Kong and my father's from Thailand. When I would mm -hmm. go overseas, I'd be like, oh, then they'll accept me, right? Because I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm there. And then they're like, oh, she's the, she's the American one. So then mm -hmm. I didn't really fit in there because I didn't have even the, I, all of my mannerisms and culture and like the way that I acted was so much more culturally American than it was more this like, you know, more submissive, quiet, <laughs> like respectful, you know, Asian daughter. Uh, so it was yeah. like challenging to balance both and embrace both. Um, as the, as we grow up, you know, and as I've grown up and more, you know, Asians are, are here in America. It's been interesting because then I find some people who are, like totally look like me, but they have like no connection with their culture or where they came from. Right. Yeah. And, and so it's been this interesting balance of trying to honor the traditions and culture that I came from. Cause there's some amazingly wonderful and beautiful things about it. There's obviously some not because I, I'm not for communism. You know what I mean? Like, but, the, <laughs> <laughs> you know mm -hmm. but there's some amazing, beautiful things that, I love to, I would love to keep in my life and pass down. Um, and, but I also like, ob obviously a lot of things about America, you know what I mean? 
uh, and trying to meld them together. So it's, it's hard. It, it's been challenging to just be like, well, can I just be me? You know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, there were stereotypes when I was a kid in high school. Right. So like, um, like, okay, without telling their names, because I actually remember their names in my head. But anyway, <laughs> the three most popular cheerleaders, right? I mean, I, I was with the nerds and stuff. Um, but, like, three popular cheerleaders literally, like, strut up to me right before English, you know, honors class starts. And they're like, mm, we have, like, a question for you. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and they're like, do you have a phone? And I was like, why would I have a phone, right? And they're like, well, you get straight A's, so you study all the time. And, like, so clearly you don't have time for friends or anything. So, like, who would you call? Like, <laughs> and, of course, I, like, look back at them with, like, daggers in my eyes. Like, I have an Aries moon for any of all y'all who like astrology. So um, I fire stuff, and I'm like, um, my phone number's in the telephone directory, bitch. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh my God. Like, I don't understand why you're getting so offended. It was just an honest question. I was like, whatever. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, uh, I, was like I can't handle it. Um, but that was like, you know, and of course, like all the guys, like the only way that they could talk to me in high school was to ask to copy my notes because I was super smart. I mean, I, I yeah. am, like, I do have half a brain. So I mean, like I was yeah. intelligent, but you know, I had a guy I really liked in high school and he liked me and then he wanted to date me. But then because I was Asian, he was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get laughed out of my popular crew. So we can't date. And like, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Like, it's just weird. I got a, I, a chink in seventh grade. I didn't even know what it meant at that time. Oh, God. Mm. Yeah, this is just this is such an interesting um you know, uh, topic and discussion to me. And I know we, we don't have time to go into all everything because I know there's so many stereotypes, you know, Chantel and I are women of color also. So, you know, we can relate a little bit in, in that regard. Um, then, then, you know, we are very different also still. And, um, so I'm, I'm, there's so many things that I want to ask, but I don't want to take the time up doing all that, talking about those philosophical things and, uh, without, you know, talking about the creative side of you, who you are as a creative person. But before I get in, back into the creative, though, I do want to ask this because of um, a lot of this has been going on in the news. What does the hashtag Stop Asian Hate mean for you? Um, when you see that, do you, is that something that you're, you're, you're happy and you glad, you're glad that that's something that's going on? Or is it something that is, you know, I, I'm... Like, what are your thoughts on the stop Asian hate? And 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 that's because of a lot of things that's been going on. And this ties into kind of like real world horror because of the things that's been happening to the Asian community. Yeah, and I know you're not representative of everyone in in the Asian community, but I mean, I just want to make sure that you know your perspective is out there. What your perspective is, Alicia's perspective. My perspective is, I'm really glad that it's bringing awareness, and I'm very glad that it's you know, I'm really glad that people are opening their eyes and seeing that there are crazy injustices done to uh, different minorities of all different, you know, types, but especially to my people. 
um, mm -hmm. that I don't think they that they ever saw before or they ever realized was a hate mm -hmm. crime. You know, obviously they've become really violent. The um, the shooting at the spas, one of the spas was literally 15 minutes away from where I live. So wow. it yeah. made me it. It's it's a very real thing, and I'm glad that there's awareness. I mean, in Atlanta, it's very different. California, Atlanta, they're completely. I mean, Georgia, they're very different states. But I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I was very. I'm very cautious when I go out when I walk out of my house because mm -hmm. of this whole. Oh, you brought the China flu. You know what I mean? My yeah. My aunts and uncle were spit on um, when they went to Costco, like. Yeah. Wow. There, there's just there there is it, it is it is one of the most bizarre uh experiences to literally have strangers take a look at you i mean thank god there's masks because i kind of feel invisible like i'm like maybe mm -hmm. i look mexican <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. like i'm glasses on like they wouldn't know but just to look at you with the most disgust and disdain just yeah. for who you like, what you look like. It is. Yeah. And I'm obviously, I know that you ladies probably can identify, but um, I think the awareness is um, important and it's vital. And I'm glad that more people are becoming aware of it. Um, mm -hmm. But I also think that I saw this on Instagram. It was by this awesome Asian American guy, totally forgot his name, but he was like, you know, I appreciate the stop um, Asian hate, but he's like, what about if we change the hashtag to like spread Asian love? Because mm. I think that there's, mm -hmm. um, when we're constantly saying hate and like, stop doing this, it's almost like the, the kid, you're like, don't eat that cookie. And then they're like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Focusing on what you don't want. Right. Which we do need to stop the hate in general just yeah general but, i mean focusing on the hate instead of what you I, want to spread into the world yeah so i appreciate yeah. when shops like you know like etsy as a company or like you know here's like highlighting you know aapi shop owners and like see what they create right and like that's a way to be able to support and to be able yeah. to um here's like something wonderful about their culture or like Netflix is like, here's like all the, the AAPI like shows that you can watch. Right. And I totally watched, I will have to say, um, Aziz Esnari's, uh, stand up right, right now. It's his latest one. Mm -hmm. If you want to talk about racism and this like liberalism, it is so good. And he makes so many good points in a great way, just about racism in general. And in 2021 and how we're dealing with it this. Um, Aziz Asnari, and he's a comedian. It's on Netflix, and it's called Right Now. It's so oh, funny. I mean, I, like, died. I was, like, dying. <laughs> like, 15 minutes in, he mm -hmm. does his one joke, and I literally was, like, crying for 15 minutes because it was yeah. so spot on. So, yeah. There's good okay, that's like that. a good... That's a good point. Um, and then that kind of goes in line with you talking about mindset. You know, I mean, uh, this is me all over your website and everything okay. with mindset and manifesting. <laughs> I'm telling myself I had to stalk you a little bit so I know who you are. <laughs> but um, and so that is putting your mind and your attention and your focus on what you want to draw more of, more love and less hate. So I get that. That's a that's a pretty good point. Um, 
So kind of drawing into, uh, I don't, I'm sorry, Chantel, do, do you, do you want to interject anything here before <laughs> I'm, back? I'm just spitting it out again? <laughs> oh no, you're totally fine. Cause I know you have like a good list written up. We talked about it already. So I'm not worried about it. Cause I know all about this lovely lady. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for bringing her on. Like really. Um, so, you know, kind of moving into the creative aspect now, um, when, uh, when, when you're trying out for roles and there's something that you want to see, and, and I talked about, you know, Asian being so broad in the whole sense, but I mean, there's a lot of people that could be encompassed under that Asian American and Island, I mean, Pacific Island, Pacific Islanders, sorry. Um, so if if it says Chinese or Japanese or Korean, you know, does it does it specify what uh, what type what what what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what specific ethnicity? The, the that specific they are looking yes, for? Mm-hmm. yes. Can you try out for any of them, or does it have to be? <laughs> does is it does it have to be broad? You know what I mean? Well, it depends on the production, and it depends on the show. So, uh, mm-hmm. and it also depends on what you look like. I mean, back in the day, I remember, uh, do you remember the show Heroes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was actually, uh, I actually auditioned for the show to play his sister, like, you know, later on in the, in the series. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, we really like you. You're perfect for the role. And they're like, are you Japanese? And I was like, do I look like it? You know what I mean? Because it's, it's like, oh, ohayo Like, I can speak Japanese. It's totally fine. I have Japanese friends. I love Japanese food. Like, we can do this. And I was like, no, but we need to know, like, your actual ethnicity. And I was like, no, I'm, you know, I'm actually half Chinese, half Thai. And they're like, okay, well, we want to really honor the roles and like what we wrote. So unfortunately we can't hire you, but we love you and blah, blah, blah. So that was a show with a lot of integrity where they wanted to really cast the correct ethnicities to the roles that they were creating. Then you have something like memoirs of a geisha. Yes. (laughs) Where I think like most of them were not Japanese. Right. Yes. Zhang Zihi is, is Chinese. She's from, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, you know, you got Michelle Yao in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so while I love those actors, they did a phenomenal job. But, like, come on now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this, was not, <laughs> this was not the story. So for me personally, it's been difficult. It's been an interesting ride. And I'm really glad that there have been people in Hollywood breaking those boundaries. Yeah. Because when I first started, um, when I was young, dumb, and naive, <laughs> I was, like, always cast this, like, the hip, cool, ethnic girl. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. because if I, I've been, you know, law and order, you know, all those one-hour procedurals where they need, like, the Vietnamese girl that was, like, you know, human trafficked and, you know, they need to catch the mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And to have that Asian accent and blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I do it, yes, but even looking at my face alone, I don't look traditionally, like traditionally Chinese, like a very traditional classic face. 
my mm-hmm. actual features look more exotic, like more Pacific Islander. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I'm half Chinese, half Thai, but I look Korean. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I would just say I'm like Asianly ambiguous. Like mm-hmm. that's for my role types, and which therefore I kept on having to tell my agent stop sending me out for these roles because I'm never going to get them. Like I can play it, but if you put me next to someone who actually looks like they are fresh off the boat and can barely speak English, they're going to get the role every single time. So then I was only looking for Asian American roles where it didn't matter. Like it was just a good character and it didn't matter about, oh, she's Asian, right? So mostly it's a doctor role, a lawyer role, right? <laughs> where all the, the smart people are. It's opened up more roles. It's still a very small percentage, but now that there's become more awareness, they're like, oh, we need our token, you know, Asian person. We need our token black, you know. So there are yeah. things to be like nurse, uh, yeah. <laughs> 40, male or female, all ethnicity. Yeah. And you're yes, like, yes. What? I mean, yeah. it, it opens the doors to so many questions, the questions that come to mind. And do you find it insulting? Because I'll, I'll be honest, I wouldn't know the difference. I don't know, you know, um, like I, I try to do research and try to educate myself, but I might get it wrong on who's Japanese, who's Korean, who, who is uh, Vietnamese. Like I may not know. Do you find it insulting if someone gets it wrong? I, I, I would rather not say. So, you know, like in a script, would you would it be better if it's just just the broad, just the general? Or if they're specific, you know, does that show that that they are making an attempt to be um, to be integritous to the the script or to the character? Um, you know, is it insulting for someone to to um, well, there were kind of two questions in that. <laughs> so one, is it insulting if someone gets it wrong if they don't know exactly and and they're like like when she said, um, can you play this Japanese role? And you're like, I'm not Japanese, you know. Uh, do or is it, you know, like, well, it's it's a role, I can play it, you know, whatever, I can do it. Or does it is it better to stick kind of to what the character is? And if if that's the case, would it be better to have it brought in the script? Did that make sense? Yes. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Okay. Uh, I think it depends. <laughs> it always depends on, I-, I think it matters. It depends on how it's presented, right? Like, for oh, example, okay. with the show Heroes, I would have killed to be on that show because I yeah. secretly wanted superpowers and I wanted to go like this and like something come out of my yeah. hand and like I would just do anything yeah. to be on that show, right? Um, maybe yeah. that's why I got superpowers finally <laughs> years later. I don't know. <laughs> Still nothing comes out of my hands, but Hey, um, <laughs> there's also, I think it becomes a little insulting when it's like, <clears throat> you know, whether they want someone who's Chinese or not, you know, and, uh, and they're, they are being very politically correct to try and get, you know, Chinese actors. And then I remember this was for a particular show that I will not name, but I auditioned. <clears throat> I did the role in a regular American accent. They're like, wow, so good, amazing, love it. Could you do it in, um, you know, in a different accent? Oh my God, do you watch Good Trouble? No. the show Good Trouble? Oh, okay. There is a, they did that, They there's a, 
and and I'm just I'm not sure what she is. So I say Asian um, character who was in on her storyline. She's a comedian, and they were asking her. She had to kind of feed into the stereotypical uh, hard Asian, you know, accent. Let me see if I can find. Well, please go ahead and finish what you were saying. But I'm gonna see if I can find the character's name and tell you the the um, the actor's name. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I think for comedy, it's very different, right? I think there's a difference between comedy and a drama also, because with comedy, you're also making fun of, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Again, and I think in Masters of None, Aziz Asnari, like, there's a whole scene of that as well. But, um, like, Aquafina does a great job and, like, you know, making fun of a whole bunch of that stuff, too. But I think Uh I was like, oh, you know, I could do it. I can do a British accent. It's so posh, like blah, blah, blah. And like, obviously uh-huh. I knew what she was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so then when it's like, oh, okay. Then it becomes a little, here's where I personal, here's where my personal morals and values lie. When it comes to, it is art, which means it's subjective. Mm which means it's a creation, Mm -hmm. which means they have a certain vision for what they want and they're more than happy to get it. As long as you're not coming at me, which has happened before where it's like, you know, do the ching chong thing or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, like, Oh, like, you know, me love you long time. Or like, you know, Mm -hmm. me, how ma, you know, and they're thinking they're funny. Like, I'm like, yeah, no, like I'm sorry what yeah. direction did you you know what I'm saying like that's not a I've had that happen on auditions where the like whoever's behind the table is trying to like I guess connect with me or something and I'm like that's not funny yeah and that's yeah. to me you know gotcha yeah because you're white yeah no offense but I'm like yeah you're clearly not Asian so why are you trying to like do my accent <laughs> to yeah. me as if like that's a way to like bond you know what I mean I mean we can bond yeah. dim sum that's different like let's talk about the dumplings you know what I mean and all that <laughs> but you know mm. being like Has, I get that a lot yeah I see your I see your do point you, and I also see your point about comedy too being different do you get any of that in your relationships oh my god <laughs> okay <laughs> I've had like <laughs> I've had guys when they try I mean this was maybe more in my younger years I think men started uh-huh. to realize but there's also the asian fantasy right like it's a big fetishization yeah so it's like oh man yeah. like um you gave me yellow fever and you're the cure like <laughs> I, I do not say the... yellow fever oh, oh my god oh <laughs> yes yes um <laughs> like liquor like you know white men anyway uh <laughs> i don't i don't like i don't I think, and then it's just, again, getting catcalled with, like, the ni hao ma. Now, granted, I happen to be Chinese, but still, like, you know, they'll say konnichiwa, like, at a bar and stuff. And they'll be like, oh, so is it true? Like, is your pussy really tight? You know, that's what I think about these Asian women. Oh, and, like, yeah. and I go, you know what? Um, I haven't. You will never, my, never know. Well, I go, I haven't shoved my fist up every other kind of ethnicity of a woman to tell you whether mine's tighter than others. So, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck do you want me to say to you? Like, that's just rude. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like, is your dick super small? Like, I, that's what I heard about, like, white people. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. so, <laughs> what do you want me to say? 
So there, there are things like that. And that's all the, also the other stereotype of the mail order bride. I need to be submissive. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'll do everything for you. Or it's like the secret stripper, right? So it's yeah. like the uh, Tia Carrera and you're like, oh, are you a freak in the sheets? And like, oh my God, I wanted like 50 shades of gray all up in your ass. I'm like, I don't even fucking know you. Like, it's fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. take a step back. Buy me dinner first. Like, what is happening now? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've had the wide gamut. I actually had recently, and this is what was unfortunate, was that was in my earlier years. I recently had a white male, um, when this whole shooting went down, was like, Mm. oh yeah, what is it like being an Asian? Like, (laughs) so, uh, first of all, I'm not an Asian. I mean, I I don't even know. I, I just was like guffawed. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. (laughs) talk to you later so there's still a bit of that ignorance which is why I am grateful that in general now there is coming more awareness and also to the fact that I think this is the point the point is is that we're not just this Mm -hmm. okay so for those of you just listening I just went and put my hands all over it's not just my (laughs) physical features that define Mm -hmm. me as Asian right? Mm -hmm. There's also culture. There's also heritage. There's food, which food brings everyone together. There's, you know, Mm -hmm. our, our common experiences. Like there's so many different things that, that make me who I am. And if you really want to get to know me and my stories, which was why I was so, you know, um, I'm so honored to come onto your podcast today is just mm-hmm. to share my my perspective and my side because my side yeah. is going to be different from another Asian American or even an Asian who did come here you know what I mean to have a better life and everyone has their own story and in a way yeah. that's what's beautiful because that's what that's we get right. to tell in, in film right we get to like create right. stories and you know share and that's beautiful to me yes absolutely what's your ideal role like what, what do you, and I, we, I'm, I'm thinking of like 10 different things at once, but Chantel and I have been talking a lot lately. I'm so sick of slave movies. I'm so sick of racism movies. I'm so sick of the black trauma being put on film and screen. And I know that there, it, there's probably something similar for, for you. Um, what are you tired of seeing and what do you want to see more of? What is your ideal, um, you know, so broadly, but then more specific to you. Uh, yeah, I know. It's yeah. like, so, um, okay. I think I'm tired of seeing, I'm tired of seeing Asians in these traditional uh, old school antiquated roles, right? I think there's a difference between like, you know, movies like, I know this a while ago, but like Last Samurai where that's traditional, that's cool, Right. But yeah, like Law and Order, mm-hmm. where it's like the human tracker, or it's a stripper, or you know, not that I don't want to play a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. But there are these stereotypical <clears throat> nurses, you know, roles where it's like, oh, of course, I need, you know what I mean? What I yeah, like- where's the Asian heroin addict? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, I, I personally, like, was, I, I'm very happy to start seeing that, um, I'm very happy that it's starting to be shown. And I think Lund- like uh, England has it one up on the US, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Always. Putting up these shows where it's a, just a great character. Strong woman. Mm-hmm. You know, again, fierce. Yes, she is also intelligent, but she's also got inhibitions and you know what I mean? And, and she mm-hmm. wants to love too and she's vulnerable. And like, you know, it's just like a human who happens yeah. to look like this, you know, but doesn't mm-hmm. have to have an accent or whatever. So it's like, you know, um, the Irregulars, like I'm obsessed with that girl. She's so good, such a talented actress, happens to be the lead, happens to be Asian. That's fully and It was canceled, by the I, way. But, that it was canceled after the first season. <laughs> but I mean, it's still oh, like sorry. to have that go up and then to have Shadow and Bone go up. And now she's half Asian, yes. half white. I mean, yes. so much. Mm-hmm. but again, brilliant actress, um, you know, happens to be the lead. And then they even put a little bit of that, like, oh, your shoe. Like, oh, yes. yeah. So they address it, but in a way that isn't so like in your face. Right. right. <clears throat> so those are the kind of roles that I would love to play um or it, you know yeah when marvel brings on like the the whole there's like a whole asian universe in the marvel universe right so i'm like yeah let yeah. me go superheroes like hi thank you so much like discovery right here um right. that's more of what i am looking forward to playing um i love yeah. the yes i love you right so that's just again yes happens to be asian but it's just like just it's a girl and like we yes. like this girl and like we want to see mm-hmm. what happens like just everybody has their story yeah. so it's like let's tell real stories with depth yes. and dimension that's what i personally absolutely so absolutely. your new role would you say that it was based off of your ethnicity or not the role itself <clears throat> Let's see. I don't know how much I can really say about it, but I will say this. Um, the role itself in the breakdown was specifically Asian. Now, it didn't say what specific ethnicity, okay. but mm-hmm. it is playing the best friend of the lead. Um, and it's like this thriller horror uh, movie. And uh, my so it's a very serious movie, which, again, Chantel, just because I know you, I feel like you will love it. Uh, my character, of course, is the comic relief of the film. <laughs> so, meanwhile, all of this stuff is happening, and I've got these, like, super quippy lines, and it's like, hey, so, uh, not sure where I fit in. I mean, I'm Asian, but not a ninja or anything. And I think that it's like, they, they, the writer was very smart in weaving in these realities of the fact that, yeah, not every Asian, but I Every Asian plays an instrument. Not every Asian knows martial arts. Not every Asian, you know, like these old stereotypes. <clears throat> now I wish I did, but because um, I would love to, like, you know, run on bamboo trees. Like that would just be amazing if I knew how to do that. <laughs> but it's cool. What about what about the martial arts roles? The martial arts roles, like that's another one that's kind of typical, you know, you, you cast. But then it's also kind of badass too, you know. I like mean, you know, I know Jack Chan and and Jet Li. I know they're gonna kick some ass, and that's that's what I want to see. Like that's what I'm watching it for. The the guy from the Last Samurai who's also in the latest um, Army of the Dead, um, and he was in um, Ken Ota. He was in um, the more. Mortal Kombat too. Um, 
that's that or the no. the fist the series the fist wasn't it called the fist oh yes that was the so marvel good. series that was yeah. amazing yeah. um i uh ken watanabe that's the that's the asian guy with uh the other uh asian guy who from last samurai um okay uh marshall yeah that stuff mad props so wish i was into it i chose the ballet route and do, did dance and stuff so that was not my thing but um hmm. i give them incredible but, but in movies it's, it, it is the dance it is yeah. it, it's just it's interesting it's because you know the cw just came out with a tv show kung fu and it's starring like you know it's all asian cast or most asian cast and you know Asian American girl, blah 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 blah. Mm. Um, so that's cool. I have a little bit of a beef with the CW because I've literally—that's the network for really pretty people. You know what I mean? Like really pretty young kids. And so I've literally auditioned for their shows. I can't even—I mean, t- so many times. And the mm. network knows who I am. And <clears throat> then I see this come out. I'm like, really? You chose her? She's great. Don't get me wrong. Everyone's great, but it's like. There's like this standard of yeah. beauty that they have. And it's almost like you need to have this stamp of approval in order to be it. And I think that's where I'm really grateful that because of technology, we now have the ability to make our own movies and web series and express ourselves on all these different platforms yes. and be able yes. to share our stories, you know. Uh, so that's been very liberating, too, to see, yeah. you know. Absolutely. I have a ton of questions. <laughs> but I know we Go I wanted it. to I want I do, I have a ton of questions, but just so that we don't um run past time because of me talking about all the stuff that I want to know about and missing the list, you know, you were gonna tell us your top ten must see Asian films. Did uh did Chantel tell you about that? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> here's all right. At, I'll be honest. So y'all, if y'all want to really know about my personal culture, so I'm talking just Chinese mainly, okay? okay? Um, there isn't really a Chinese film. I mean, you can go watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but what oh, yes. you need to get into are the Chinese okay. dramas. Okay, now, okay. this shit is off the okay so if you're like really depressed because you're pen. still in your pandemic I'm and you're ready. like oh i need something different okay yeah um the number one that really explains or i think is an accurate and fantastic representation of my culture the stories we like to tell and about our morals and values is handsome siblings this show, handsome sibling okay i think it's like 44 episodes <laughs> Oh shit! That's what, yeah. It's <laughs> of like an hour, you know, forty-five minute, hour long uh, each. <clears throat> it is so spectacularly um, uh, woven and told. This story was originally based off of a book. Like my mom read the book when she was like in high school and college, and like you know, it's like couldn't wait to turn the pages. They made a Chinese, obviously a, a, a version of it, <clears throat> like a series version in um in china um but then they recently did it in for netflix and so it's on netflix and basically the story is about uh two twin brothers that are separated at birth and they're destined to kill each other 
Mm. And it's kind of like this. And what's really cool about it, I mean, just watch the first episode, just watch the first episode and it sets things up. You're like, whoa, oh my God. And like, so you've got the martial arts, you comedy, you love, it's almost like Princess Bride, but like, you know, set in like old China and there's like Kung Fu and then there's like lots of treachery. I mean, it's, the storytelling is insane. And I think for me, what I really love about it, this is the best part. The twin brothers, one was brought up in like the best martial arts palace in the country. Like, so was had mm-hmm. everything at his disposal. And the other one was brought up with the 10 greatest villains mm. in the canyon. So, you know, he was rough in it. And so when mm. you start to see their journeys, it's like, how do they deal with real life? How mm-hmm. do they get what they want? What still morals and values stay the same and what are different? And mm. so then it begs you to question philosophically for your own life, like, yeah, okay, do you need to break the rules? Do you need to think like a villain in order to be able to protect yourself against like these shady ass motherfuckers who are trying to steal all your shit? You know what I mean? Like, like what would yeah. you, what do you yeah. do? Do yeah. you play, do yeah. you play the player or do you play the game? Yeah. How do you go yeah. about it? And just, I mean, it, it's just, I'm sold. I'm, I'm I'm watching it. Yeah, this week I, I have a few more to to watch first, but yeah, that's next. What do you, what's number two? Is that number one? Are we going in that's, order or that's number one? Like, if you okay. want to know about the like, if you want to know kind of like <clears throat> sort of like Chinese culture, right? And like okay. kind of our folklore, our what our background um, is. Mm-hmm. And the way that they used to live life, kind of like where we get this tradition and honor and like why we have to study and practice so hard, you know, like all of these things of these um, stereotypes, like where does that come from, right? Yeah. You'll be able okay. to pick it up in the movie. Okay. The other two are more um, soapy love, like telenovela love dramas um, mm-hmm. that I'm so obsessed with. And again, very well done, has nothing really to necessarily always to do with Asian culture, but we love soap operas just as much as the next person. Yeah. So for the more dramatic one, it's called Meteor Garden. And okay. what's interesting about this story is that Meteor Garden actually started off as, I believe, a Japanese like anime comic book, which they okay. then turned into a Korean uh, TV show called Boys Over Flowers, which you can actually see on Netflix as well. Okay. And then China made Meteor Garden a couple years ago, or no, like 10 years ago. So you can see mm-hmm. this this story kind of has stood the test of time. And then in 2018, they remade Meteor Garden with a young cast who like sang all of the soundtrack except for two English songs. So one is River by, uh, uh, by Bishop Briggs. You will never listen to the song the same again. Like, because every time the lead dude who's like, you know, the total badass, but super rich, and he always like walks down the hall. Like every time he enters the building, they play that song and it's hilarious. It's so good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, and All then right. So every sad, every sad melodramatic point is like the say something I'm giving <laughs> like that. The whole thing. Okay. But again, um, You'll be able to see kind of like we also have hierarchy on, you know, um, on economic status. Right. And then the the love story is just really, really great uh, okay. as well. 
That one's a bit more dramatic. If you want something lighter and you're like, yo, Lisa, you're giving us too much heavy shit. No, we like it heavy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you like the more light stuff, there's uh, the last one is called I Hear You. I hear you. Is that H E R E (laughs) or H E A R? H E A R. So like, like we're listening to this podcast right now. Uh, It's this really deliciously light and uh, just infectiously adorable uh, love story about a voiceover actress who falls in love with this violin maker. And basically they by happenstance are forced to be on this dating show together. They hate each other. And then like hilarity ensues and they have to try and, you know, and they, you know, obviously happily ever after, but what not to spoil it, but obviously once you get the tone, you'll see. Um, But what's cool about that one too, is like, again, if you watch shows like this, you'll see that there are so many similar parallels of, you know, when you're in a high society class, they totally still look down on the lower class or like how they try and get back at, you know what I mean? The petty stuff, um, you know, uh, what values are important to them as far as important to us as Americans. So it's really interesting to see the parallels and the differences and what they respect and what they don't respect. And so I always find that interesting when we're watching these because love very much like music is universal. I mean, don't we all just want to be loved (laughs) and get loved in return, you know? For at least 20 minutes a day. (laughs) At least 20 minutes. (laughs) You know, otherwise. So those are my top three. And also, so I Hear You, I believe, is only 22 episodes. Meteor Garden is, again, another like 40-something odd, you know, thing. So it's an odyssey. You know what I mean? This isn't just like season one, eight episodes. Okay, love it. I'm gonna check all of these out um, just to fill in some of those others. You you listed three, so I'm gonna I'm gonna fill in a few more that are my favorite. So that anybody's listening, y'all better check these out because I love these. Train to Busan is number one. Mm. That is a zombie show. Uh, I'm and sorry, a zombie Korean. movie. Yeah, that we loved. Uh, Chantel put me onto that, and I can't yeah, stop talking about one. it ever since. Yes, you'll be uh, watching it like this. <laughs> and then the sequel. Parasite is, I mean, I'm sorry, Parasite was what I was thinking of saying next, but the sequel to Train to Busan is um, Peninsula. It's not, just don't think of it as a sequel, but just still watch it because Peninsula is fantastic too. In its own right, it's just, if you try to compare it to Train to Busan, you're not going to like it. So don't do that. Just enjoy Peninsula for what it is. Parasite was one that won all the awards and I watched it and I really enjoyed it. I wanted the Joker to win, but once I watched Parasite, I understood why I did. It was very well written, very well acted out. They should have won some top uh, actress awards too. Hmm? What's Jim? the ethnicity of Parasite? Korean. I, okay, because I don't, okay. don't want to mess up. I don't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> um, and that, you mentioned Memoirs of a Geisha earlier. I loved Memoirs of a Geisha. It was one of my, my favorites. I love the book. It, I, I love the book. I just, you know, it's hard for me to watch it as a movie because while it's brilliantly well acted, it's just like, I can't help but be like, how long did it take y'all? I mean, there's yeah. a, I think there's even some scenes, I believe, where you know they're speaking different languages to each other and they're pretending like they understand each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, see, I'm ignorant of like, that. 
Like I was I'm ignorant saying, of that, Alicia. I had no idea. I was what? just watching and enjoying it, and I didn't even know. Rush Hour that happened too. I think in Rush Hour two, which again, it, like I love, I love Jackie Chan. But yeah. like, there's one where Zhang Ziyi is in it, right? And so she only speaks um, mainland Chinese, which is um, Mandarin, right? And then he's speaking Cantonese. Y'all, it's so different. Like, it is not just like, hey, I'm just so posh and like, I have a British accent and then I have an American accent. No, this is, I just want to explain this just for all, all of you who don't, you know, maybe don't know about like different dialects of Chinese. Uh-huh. <clears throat> there's a dialect for each different region, right? Oh, okay. But it all looks the same. It's the same characters, right? Same written. And, um, and so this is the best example that I can give. The word thank you. Okay. Uh-huh. In, uh, in Mandarin, thank you is xie Simple enough, right? We all pretty much know that. And then, uh, maybe you don't, but anyway, that, most people know that. In Cantonese, which is spoken mainly in Hong Kong, it's tōtsè. Mm, okay. Same word. Same mm. word. In Shanghai, thank you is shajano. Mm. What the actual fuck? <laughs> so <laughs> I literally had to learn different words to like in Shanghainese to speak to my grandmother because she was from Shanghai versus the Cantonese that I spoke in Hong Kong. And then I was trying to learn Mandarin because my mom wanted me to speak seven languages and be an international business <laughs> major so that I would have a good job being a translator for someone. Um, but it's just completely different, even mm-hmm. though the characters yeah. are the same. So wow. it's us, like when I watch it, it's like Zhang Ziyi is speaking Mandarin to Jackie Chan. Now, Jackie knows both. It's fine. But he's re- literally responding in Cantonese. And we're, me and my mom were like, what's yeah. right now? <laughs> <laughs> See, they, they knew most of us would not have any clue about it. We yeah. wouldn't even know. Yeah, which is which is. I the wonder. But I wonder if it was like their inside joke or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> they were like, "Well, fooling, they were fooling everybody. That was the joke. We yeah. the joke was on us." <laughs> so yeah, that's only uh-huh. it's like you know, Mulan was. I mean, I love Mulan, but like the live action one, oh, I had so many problems with and. Again, I love my, the acting was amazing. It just there were so many things I just wanted to. Oh. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's hard for yeah. me. Sweet Home is on my list. We uh, we watched that. I love that a little bit more That's than horror. Chantel did. Yeah, it's a horror show. Um, now that that is, I don't was know based that's on Korean. a web comic series. I think that was series. something else. It was based yeah. on a web comic series that they made into a show. Just one season. I'm wait as of right now. I'm waiting for the second season. Did you like Crazy Rich Asians? It was a comedy. Did you Did you like that? This no. is when I. This, this is when I. <laughs> I would be glad to not be on video. Um, my politically correct answer would be like, of course I love it because I love <laughs> the movie with only my people in it. And I have yeah. to say the three white people in the movie were all non-speaking roles. And it was like the waiter in the background. And I was like, you know what? I didn't <laughs> that. So like for the first time, it's like it's flipped because usually I would be the one that's the non-speaking, you know, right. or the one line role, you know? So that was nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um... I Not wish I had liked it more. I will tell Not you, favorite. you know what? It just, it, it was hard, it, but it was more of a directorial thing about the story. Okay. About how they got behind the development of Constance Wu's character to make it believable to me. 
um, where I wanted to fall in love and be like, okay, yes, that makes sense. Okay, cool. Blah, blah, blah. I will say though, Ken Jeong and Aquafina literally stole the entire movie from me. And then the, yeah. uh, the girl who played Astrid, yeah. I mean, where has she been all my life? Like I want to see her act every single day. Um, so mm-hmm. again, the talent was superb. Um, and Aquafina just is my hero. She's yeah. so funny and endearing and again, just a genius. So, yeah. Um, I would say that this is where I'd, I'd mentioned Jason Momoa and anything he's uh-huh. been in, but I also want to take this as a, a moment to say that a lot of times when we're including Asian, we forget that, that, you know, that is a broad term. And so you forget, you know, people like uh, Jason Momoa, who was Hawaiian, who falls under Correct. that also, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very broad. Just like when you say somebody's <laughs> from Africa <laughs> and then you, you know, was the, the, the who comes to mind is not necessarily Africa is huge. So it covers a lot of different people. Um, but you know, people just, um, kind of, you know, you've got to look like this in order to be considered Asian. And it's much broader than that. Yeah. And also even, um, including uh, just speaking to that point, I, and I love Jason Momoa so much. Um, but Mm -hmm. also, uh, you know, uh, Indians. So like Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire. Love I got it written movie. right there. Slumdog oh Millionaire. <laughs> like, I learned so much, you know? And so there's so many different cultures within the, a- the AAPI community where it's like, yeah, like, you know, there's yeah. that new Netflix movie, Finding Ohana, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, so, yes, it's very, like you said, I, I think it's also kind of like um, like with the Spanish or Hispanic community to be like, oh, I'm Hispanic. It's like, oh, you're Mexican? You know what I mean? And people are like, okay, right. first of all, right. like, there are way more <laughs> other countries what the fuck are you talking about? You know? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly like that. Yeah. I really like, um, as far as, like, I love Korean films. I don't know why. I just really love a lot of Korean films. And I don't know if it's because they do, there's a lot of Americanism to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where the Chinese films you were talking about in series they're based in the traditions and the culture, and you get to really experience that, which is great. But like Kim's Convenience, for example, I don't know if you've ever seen that series. Mm-hmm. It's Korean, and they are so funny, and they're not—they're not being stereotyped. They're definitely American, um, Korean, but I think right there in New York, correct? In that one, I or San that. Francisco, or something. They're in, yeah, they're in a, they're in an American city, but I don't know and. Like um, Train to Busan, I feel like was very Americanized, even though it was filmed in Korea. I don't know. There's something, or even like the one with the zombie, the monsters that you just mentioned. I totally just blanked on the name. Army of the Dead. Um, oh, no, Sweet Home. The other one. Sweet Home. Sweet Home. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just still felt like there was so much. I don't know why. I just re- can really relate to whatever they're doing. And maybe it's because they're making it human. They're not making it anything specific. But I really, you know, I really do enjoy the heck out of Korean films. I don't know why. And I think that's what, I think for me, like, especially now, like, Netflix has really done such a great job of opening up, like, what kind of content they're putting on their platforms and putting content from all, like, all different kinds of countries and, like, throwing throwing it up on your suggestions. Um, The Chinese dramas, because, again, I know films but a lot of the now chinese are just they're called 
art, which has incredible good morals and stories. And it's just like, again, it's people interacting, love story. It does, it's not, it's set in present time versus back in the day, you know, when they're fighting with swords on bamboo trees and you're like, well, how do you do that? Like, what's the wire work, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, because I think it's spectacular. But there are some really good ones. So I think like um, if you do, if you are interested in looking at some Chinese ones, there are some hilarious ones. Um, there's one called, uh, these are all TV shows, but like OCTB and it's about the cop mm -hmm. and like him having to like take down the mob. And it's really fascinating. Again, takes place in present time, you know, but just happens to be in Chinese and it's really good. It's dark, it's gritty and it's like... It's it's really really good. So that's another one to also check out. Okay, hmm. you had me at dark and gritty. <laughs> yeah. So we <laughs> we've had you for about an hour, Alicia, um, and we didn't Already? even get to your yeah we, because you know the technical stuff probably kind of threw it mm. off a little bit. But we didn't even get to your uh, your witch side, your psychic side. Your oh yeah. Magic versus. Um, a mind, you know, the, the manifesting from yourself and versus magic and all that. Is there anything you want to say about that on, on our, as we close? Sure. Um, I'll say this. Um, I am not a seventh generation psychic. I, the only thing, and to tie this into my heritage and culture, the only thing that I had really, um, <clears throat> like had an experience with is like my aunt did chi on me, which is basically energy healing um, when I was a kid. And I had massive lower back issues. She did chi on me. She actually like, and then she started telling, pinpointed exactly what was happening. I broke down in tears. I never had lower back pain again. Like it was mm. insane. Um, so I knew that there was like something to be said about this other world thing. But anyway, um, 2016, the year that Prince died and all that stuff, that's when I saw my first dead person, scared the living fuck out of me. I didn't know what the hell was mm. doing. I felt like I was in Doctor Strange, you know, when he, She's like pushes him out, and you know there's yes. a whole other world, and he's like, oh, like so. Yes. Um. So now, fast forward to now. Now that I've harnessed my psychic superpowers, um, like so I'm psychic, uh, which means that I can channel God, angels, universe, spirit guides, fairies, gnomes, whatever out in the ethers. Mm. Uh, but I can also, I'm also happen to be a medium. So if it, people, loved ones have passed over, um, I know some women have come to me when they've had miscarriages and want to like be able to connect with their kid, uh, mm. things like that. I've been able to do that. Um, and then I also read tarot cards because honestly, I don't really need the tarot cards, but it's just like physical proof. I'm like, yeah. this is what I'm telling you. Um, but my whole point with integrating this into my life and my business is that I really just use the, I call them superpowers because I'm obsessed with Harry Potter. Again, Cho, she's great. Like who, do, who doesn't love Cho? It's just, I'm just here to try and like help people live their best life, you know? So wherever you are in your journey, I genuinely believe that you're on your own unique soul's journey, which means mm -hmm. you're learning your own unique lessons at your own unique pace. So there really is no judgment. Even if it might be a similar journey, we're at different places, it's cool. It's, you're like mm -hmm. never right or wrong for being where you are. You are where you are and that's where you're at. So my job is to only go, cool, where are you at? And what can I do to help you get to the next part of it 
so that you can just get that one step closer to getting everything that you want, like manifesting love of your life, money, mm-hmm. jobs, success. Like I've manifested, you know, my acting jobs and yes. lots of delicious, you know, love fairs and past life soulmates <laughs> and, you know, seeing all of that. So that's what I do. It's, it's become really rewarding and fulfilling work. And then now having been able to see past lives, I'm now taking some of those stories and I want to write them into and make movies out of them. Yes. Like, so that's sort of how I'm integrating it all together. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's really fun. It's a good time. I'm all about, again, I try to only channel clear and loving guidance unless you're yeah. like, girl, tell me the truth. And I'm like, are you sure? And if you're like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, cause it happened one time and I was like, yes, you know, he did cheat on you. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it, I normally don't. It doesn't matter because it's all. But sometimes, if you need to know, then you need to know, and yeah. then it comes through. And and then, but then I'm always trying to be like, here's the practical action you can take. Cool. Yeah. Do this. Do this. Do this. Report back to me, and then. Mm-hmm. So nice, nice. The um the actress that I was talking about from Good Trouble, her name is Sherry. Cola. I just wanted to say that. I looked her up. Uh, she's a, com- a comedian and she, I, I really love her storyline on Good Trouble. Um, and she's tackling a lot of the stereotypes in comedy on there. But I get what you were saying about it being a little bit different in comedy. So they've been, they've, they're, they're highlighting it. They're showing some of the issues, but they're also still having fun with it. Um, Ali uh, Wong, Baby Cobra, that one highlights like and makes Baby fun Cobra? Of oh my God, it is the best thing in the world. Okay. Her second one, I didn't find as funny because I, um, because I haven't been pregnant yet, so I don't have that um, connection. But her first one, Baby Cobra, stand up, the most hilarious thing. I died, literally died. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, so uh, it's uh, Chantel. Is there anything you want to say before I get um, Alicia to tell everyone where they can find her online and on the socials? Oh, no, just happy to see you again. I'm grateful you came on to talk about everything. And, you know, and you said the word pussy, which was terrific. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we always got to get our our proper guests to say something crazy. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. This has been so great, Alicia. And I have so many things to talk about. But, you know, I can't keep you all night um, because that would just be rude. And we did, we're not rude. We're not that rude to our guests. So please, thank you so much for coming on here. And please tell everyone where they can find your social media, your website information, whatever it is you want to promote. Yes. Also. So if you want to see how I do readings or like what I'm about and like get more of my vibe and what I'm up to, do follow me on Instagram, which is at Alicia Ying, which is A-L-I-C-I-A-Y-I-N-G. It's weird. I can't even say my own last name correctly. Because I have a southern accent, so it sounds like Yang, like Y-A-N-G, but it's Y-I-N-G. Um, <clears throat> and then, so that's where I post daily. I post daily readings and stuff like that uh, so that you can just get a feel for what I do. 
Um, and then you can also stay updated also with my acting stuff as well. Um, but if you would like to book a reading, you can also go to my website, which is yes to the uh, where success always starts by saying yes to you. That's my tagline. Um, I love it. Cause I believe it's, it's all, it's all about you. It has nothing to yeah. do with me or like my five step way to manifest. This is about finding out what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, where, where you want to go. And then I just help you use that to your advantage to get there. Like yes. it has nothing to do with me. And it's all about you. And that's, that's my thing as a coach. So, um, if you wanted to sign up for a coaching or get a reading, then you can go there or just DM me on Instagram. And, and did you pronounce your name Alicia? Yeah. So I, it's, I'm so, this is okay. So this is an Asian thing about me. Like I hate, I get so, I don't ever like humility is something that's really huge in our culture. And I really, you know what I mean? And so I don't want to be like, um, by the way, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I've so never sorry. Been, no, it's totally fine. <laughs> I have been calling you Alicia the whole time. I'm so sorry. No, but, it's, uh, it's, I should say something, but I just don't. Because I get it. It's fine. But anyway, pronounced like Alicia Silverstone, but spelled like Alicia Keys. So I got it. I'm, I'll I'm answer. If, if I we should have asked. I should have asked. <laughs> all good. All good. It's all love. You are just a delight. This has been such a wonderful, delightful time. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sex and Horror. Make sure you subscribe and join our Facebook group. If you'd like to be a guest, let us know. If you have a topic to suggest, a movie, TV show, book, song to be featured, let us know. You can follow me at ChantelRenee.com. And I'm at Dicey Grinner all over social media. You can find me on my website, DiceyGrinnerBooks.com. See, See you, you next week, week for Sex and Horror. Horror.